Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Flow Wrestling Radio Live 982. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today in studio by Jonathan Kozak and remotely from our man, just 40, less than 48 hours since getting married. He made the walk. His body is, is in good shape. His vocal cords may be a little fatigued, but JD is here. JD, how are you? Thank you for joining us. I'm doing good. I'm a little sore. Uh, a lot of boogieing <laughs> Saturday night. But uh, my, my vocal cord's a little strained. A lot of talking this weekend. But I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm ready to talk wrestling. I made the walk. You can never say I'm not team content. He's team content mm-hmm. all the way. He could have had this day off. He's Mr. Team Content He's Mr. Now. Mr. Yeah. Mr. and Mr. Team Content. Mm-hmm. JD Raider. <laughs> uh yeah, had a great time in Nebraska. Awesome wedding. Did you ride the bull? I think you. Were, I was there for that. I, I did end up on the bull. Yeah, I think we all, yes. we all did at a, a certain <laughs> point in time. I lied on Instagram that I beat Tyler, but he beat me yeah. kind of badly. It's, it's probably doesn't surprise anyone. It was fun, though. Great wedding. And then it was a crazy bar situation. We got to watch Ali attempt to line dance, which was really... <laughs> what was that like? It was like... Um, he kind of played dumb a little bit, like he didn't understand what was happening, so that he looked like, oh, he's Mr. Long Island. I think he wanted to look like a fish out of water mm-hmm. to, the, to the ladies. It, he's always running some angle. And yeah. I think uh, that night was no different. So my venue was on top of a very stereotypical Nebraska bar with a country hardwood dance floor, mechanical bowl and everything. So we had ourselves a time up top and then... 11 p.m. or whenever, hop straight down, watch Dolly get down on the dance floor. It was a great time. Um, yeah, I think everyone made it back home safe and sound. So, mission accomplished, and we're ready for... Man, and you know what? I said it was, oh, it was kind of a good weekend for um, for your wedding because it wasn't that much, but 
I've, it's been a lot just trying to get caught up on everything that's happened because between Ironman finals, there were enough college duels and, and things that happened of note to um, get caught up on. But as I tweeted, your nuptials ended right before the 165 Ironman final yeah. between Angelo Ferrari and Joe Seeley, which um, was the match of matches and the weight of weights, in my opinion. And I have a little... Man, I was thinking about Ironman and... They, it's really there's there's nothing like it in in the high school season. You know the the when you consider all the the difficulties and the travel restrictions and all the the dumb rules that high school wrestling has on a state by state basis. You know your state, mm-hmm. Michigan can't, can't go. travel. Iowa, your <laughs> state can't travel. They won't let Virginia in out of sheer caution because yeah. they're just so dangerous. too dangerous. Uh, and you know um, Wisconsin. Right, but when you look at, at Iron Man and the, the level of talent they're able, it's literally about as good as it could possibly get. Mm-hmm. The consolidation of talent and the, the number of premier weights they had. And so great job, as always, by Iron Man putting it together. And then what, watching the finals and some of these big matches, I, I came away so, not so, but a, a little unfulfilled on some of the matchups in terms of, did I get the question actually answered? Who's better? Do I really know? And, and th- I think about the three biggest matchups, and all three of them, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, two of them were decided by the guy that got choice mm-hmm. in ultimate tiebreakers. Ben DeVino beat Marcus Blaze, and Angelo Ferrari beat Joe Seeley. You know, and, and it's like someone has to win the match, and they're the rightful winner, surely, but... Is there one exchange that says, oh, yeah, Ferrari is better than Sealy. Yeah, Davino is better than Blaze. Le- and, you know, si- similarly, you know, the Forrest Lillodal one, which on the one hand, uh, I love that the ref did the right thing. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you got to be on the same page here because I saw more wrestlers kick out on a single leg this tournament then you know what to do with it. And everyone, the mats are a little smaller. The the high school boundary rules are an issue as is. Everyone kind of knows it. And I saw so many single A's kick out, kick out, now defend. And you know what? On the one hand, good job by the ref calling it, fleeing the mat. That's what he was doing. He's jumping out of bounds. Um, on the other hand, I you know, I wish everyone would get on the same page with that. And I think for Jax, it's like, well, wait, that's how we're calling it now? And, uh, you know, so there was no takedown in that match. That was, a, that, was a, that was the deciding point. A first period, I think first period, first or second period, fleeing the mat call. So in the three biggest matchups, I'm like, okay, one was decided on the fleeing the mat. The other two were decided by a literal coin flip. And it's just sort of disappointing in that regard because I still don't, I didn't get the one question answered that I, that I wanted to go into those matches. I don't know if you guys agree, disagree. Whatever, but um, I'll give the floor to either of you guys. JD, you get to watch them or no? Uh, I'm still kind of catching up. Didn't get to watch all the Iron Man stuff, but yeah, I mean that's just that's kind of high school wrestling. Yeah. You know, a lot of times when the the margins are so narrow, a shortened match, like you said, a smaller mat, you get that a lot, and especially it's definitely more prevalent prevalent in high school wrestling. Mm-hmm. But you see a lot of people complain about criteria being 
you know, the, the same type of thing. I don't know who was really better because it was a tied score. I feel the same way about when we go to tiebreakers, tiebreakers and a lot of times. Yeah, yeah um, just and just to uh, maybe elaborate, it's like if those are freestyle matches, there's no scenario those matches look like that. There's mm-hmm. exchanges, there's points, there's there's going even if even a criteria win would feel a little more. I don't legitimate is not the word because they're legitimate wins, but just a little more fulfilling is maybe the the word I'm thinking of, and, and even like. Super 32, you know, uses kind of a hybridized rule set. Who's number one uses hybrid rule sets. There's, it's really just during the, the high school season mm-hmm. when you get these kind of matches. And it really, and even in college, yeah, you can say man, there's some lower scoring matches. But I feel like there's, there's so few matches that look like that, even at the college level, at the highest levels, yeah. where the margins are so narrow. Po- point to the NCAA final that that looks like that and we had three of them and they were like you said they were in the biggest ones where you know basically those guys are the are the best and so yes. is it the combination of of everything the small mats the rule set how close these guys are to to one another and like you think about if Lilladol and Forrest wrestle in freestyle yeah. it's not a it's not a two to one match you know they're putting up a whole lot more points um, that Forrest just has that style in general where I mean that was a a two-to-one match, he's rolling all around. He's doing mm-hmm. crazy stuff. It was exciting, but at the same time, it's decided by the fleeing the mat call. And then, you know, you have the, the rideouts with Davino and Blaze and Ferrari and Seeley, and it's like we've seen, we've seen Blaze wrestle college matches this year where he's able to get a takedown and he's able to score more points than, than one point. And so... Yeah, it does feel like the combination of, of all of it. Small yeah, mats, yeah. high school rules. Um, uh, how, much of the, is, how much of it do you think is high school guys now developing defensive tactics and reattacks so well versus just yeah. these and guys? And there's no so neutral danger, too. That's the other part of it. Yeah, no neutral danger. Even though I, don't, I can't recall a lot of exchange where guys were hanging out on their back that much. I don't know if it is that. I think the level is getting higher overall, JD. Which, but you, I think the offensive level is getting higher too. I feel like I've seen matches like this at the, the high school level kind of a lot. I mean, I remember Miles Martin versus Zahid. It was like the same kind of little nip and tuck thing. I, I don't remember if there was a takedown in that match either. Um, and also the the Ferrari Sealy. It was Ferrari that got the ride out in the in tiebreakers. But still, I, I don't find that to be the, all that as definitive as it could be. Yeah. Um, there were some awesome, like, quarters and semi-matches, though. It was that, an amazing that, tournament. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, our guy Seth Mendoza, I thought he looked awesome. He gave Little Doll a really tough mm-hmm. semi-final match, turned him in a tilt, which was, which was uh, you know, exciting. You had, man, Bo Bassett. I did see that match. Little definitely had the advantage on the feet, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... There was, what, like, three takedowns to, to none, but the turn kept Mendoza right in it. It kept him in it, for sure. Forrest uh, McComas. Mm-hmm. Was that, that may have been the, one of the best matches of the tournament. Um, yeah, it was, that was great. Forrest had to come back after getting put on his back early. Um, that was a really good one. I watched the Sealy Lockett um, semi. Did you watch that one, John? No, I didn't get to see Man, it was, it was funny. So... <clears throat> I picked up Ollie from the airport, and we just went to the hotel and watched Iron Man semis. And, you know, we're sitting, we're just kind of 
talking through each match, and that one comes up, Sealy versus Lockett, and he's like, who you got? And I really didn't have a, that strong of a feeling, but I said Lockett. And he's like, I got Sealy. I was like, okay. And like 15, 20 seconds in, I was like, I think Sealy's going to win. Because, and what is interesting about Joe, and I think this is like a prog- definitely progression for him. Like when I kind of first started watching him when he was like making the cadet world team and just like, he's attack, 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 attack. Now it's like pressure, pressure, pressure. And he takes, so- he moves forward. He pressures so hard. He was bringing Lockett to the edge so much in it was one of those Lockett wasn't trying to go to the edge as much as he was just being brought there. By, and Cecilia just kept the pressure on he was the doing whole it time. against Ferrari, too. And he was, it was the same against mm-hmm. Ferrari. Ferrari was able to do just a little bit better at staying in and just avoid what I think was he got his first stall warning late enough in the match that it was tough for him to get the second stall call mm-hmm. in regulation. And he was able to do enough. And then he almost scored his own takedown. Um, but for a while there, I was like, man, he might have a hard time avoiding two stall calls against Joe. And, that, and it wasn't because Joe was attack, attack, attack. It was just bringing him to the edge, bringing him to the edge, hard pressure in his hand fight. And so you combine the attack rate that we already know he has with this emerging hand fight pressure positioning. Uh, and, and I don't know, Angelo's probably going to grow beyond Joe in just literal size. Yeah. And so maybe we don't see this again. You know, Ferrari may be at 84, mm-hmm. and I don't think Joe will ever get that big. But it, I do think it's going to be fun to kind of compare those two as they, you know, enter their, their collegiate careers as well. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about, <clears throat> even talking about rules, one of the things I noticed, like, the, uh, a lot of times going from watching freestyle to watching folk style, you, you feel like, oh, man, things, like, slow down and, um, I felt the same way watching college to watching high school in like the three-point takedown. Like you really see a difference in how matches are played out. Um, in that they're so much they're so much tighter for yeah. for a longer time. Where the Mason Gibson Jordan Rainey match is like a really good example. Uh, Gibson had two takedowns in the first, and then uh, Rainey got escapes both times, and then he got an escape in the in the second as well. So it was like a four-three match. And Gibson had two escapes or two takedowns compared to three escapes. Mm-hmm. So like that, it feels like, man, it feels like that is such a good example of the benefit of the three-point takedown. Mm-hmm. Is it like kind of widens the margin? Um, I just, I, it feels like it speeds up the match too. It doesn't like keep things tight and slow down. But yeah, that was one of the things I I noticed as well. For sure. Uh, Speaking of one that in the three-point takedown, I remember what match specifically it was in the Pitt Ohio State duel, but who was it that got down super big and was able to come back? D'Amelio? D'Amelio. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you think back a two-point takedown and you get down 5-0 or 6-0. I can't remember exactly what it was. Not saying it's impossible to come back, but it's a big hill to climb. Whereas it now is. you get your escape, one takedown, all of a sudden you went from 5-0 to zero, back to 5-4, just like that. Yeah, Dylan kept getting taken down right at the end of the periods, which compounded everything and made it even tougher for him to, to run down. It was Finn Solomon. And I guess this is as good a time as any to just kind of transition to, I think probably the biggest story of the weekend collegiately was Ohio State going down to Pitt. Pitt goes to the Cabelli Center and takes out Ohio State in you know a, a back-and-forth match. It was kind of like you couldn't really tell which way. It seemed like Ohio State, 
you know, after they lost to Mendez, you, your spidey sense went up a little bit. This could happen. But then Dylan and Patty kind of respond. You're like, okay, order's been restored. And then these Heller brothers. Yeah. Tough. Big wins. Uh, and big, you know, both had major decisions. You know, Holden beat Wilcox, who, you know, was tough this year. He's been solid. He's apparently their starter. And then... The Hoffman back down at 84, he goes and gets major 12-2 by Reese. And at that point, they were in big, big trouble. Yeah, you wonder with Ohio State's lineup, what are they doing at 65 and what are they doing at, at 84? Um, I know Hefner and Wilcox are kind of like back and forth. They're still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Um, but, man, Hoffman just doesn't seem, I don't know, I don't know if it's still he's still trying to figure out the weight cut, um, but that was a close match until yes. the third, right? And it was. I mean, he was, was in on the take. He was in on a takedown that would have a really nice shot. Actually, he was in mm-hmm. deep on the takedown that would have tied it, I think, and then he got countered for seven. Yeah, he got put on right. his back in the counter score. Yeah, and there's no no Feldman at heavyweight. <clears throat> um, yeah, either. So, yeah, it's. I feel like Ohio State is still trying to like round into form with their with their starting lineup. Um, you wonder if you see Rogowski or Shoemate at all in any dual second semester. Um, but I think the good news, like for Buzakis, like uh, who did he beat? Santaniello. Yeah. And he that's an, a loss he avenged from earlier in the year. He feels like you feel like a little more optimistic about Buzakis after after Vegas and then after. Go go back that. and read my preview, my Vegas preview. I said I'm not writing off Buzakis just mm-hmm. yet. I feel like a lot of people had. I'm not ready to write him off. And don't forget, Ohio State had a bad CKLV last year. Yeah. Really bad CKLV and rounded out by the end of the year. So mm-hmm. don't uh, don't think this is uh, it for, for the Buckeyes. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, the year they won NCAAs in 2015, they lost to Virginia Tech that year in a duel. Um, so they're they're good. They're, they're, they'll be there. It's... I'll say it's there for them to recover. For Buzakis, it was nice to see him win just a controlled one takedown match. Mm-hmm. He's not in all these crazy exchanges, getting taken down, having to storm back, or giving up you know, major points. He controlled it, got the takedown, won the match. The Mendez-Matthews match was wild. Not at all, really. But <laughs> the, the way it went down, you're just like, okay, Mendez, is, he's got this. He rides him for a while in the third period, so he locks up riding time, and he's effectively up 2-0. Matthews escapes, making it 2-1 with, like, 10 seconds, 10 to 15 seconds left. And then, I don't know if Mendez was just a little too active on his feet, but it was kind of like a, a jab fake, and then Matthews was in. He caught a hamstring and pulled himself in, got to rear standing, boom, puts him down with maybe five seconds left, and... I won't say – I mean, he stole it. He stole it late. I mean, mm-hmm. he just – he wrestled the full seven minutes. And Mendez wasn't – you know, that's when you're like, all right, do I need to activate kind of a stalling game plan here at this last 15? And you wouldn't think Matthews would be able to go and get it late, just given his history. But he sure enough did. And a huge upset. And I just feel like it's so hard I, – I, I feel more and more like college wrestling – it's so tough to get locked into a position or for a wrestler to get Pain locked smarts. into. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like as great as Jesse's looked all year long, a, a, a number 14 guy can still pick you off. 
right? Yeah. As great as David Carr looks against Michael Caliendo, Julian Ramirez just needs one exchange to, to pull mm-hmm. the upset. It's uh, Last year, I mean, Aaron Brooks is wrestling at a level uh, uh, up there as high as anyone we've seen do it. He lost last year to Marcus Coleman. Mm-hmm. It's just no one, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a little it's a little sparky uh, of me, but it's like, man, <laughs> man. it yeah. feels like no one's safe. It feels yeah. like there's very few guys where you're like, no way. Yeah. There's just no more no way. Well, you don't want to take anything away from, like, Pitt. Because they're really, they're like a really tough, they're tough, like sneaky, like scrap. Every one of their guys is really good. But how much of this is like a almost like a trap match for Ohio State? You come off a of CKLV where you're, you know, you're wrestling. It's a mini mini NCAA tournament. Jesse Mendez, we said it like he majors Brock Hardy, texts Vince Cornella, beats Ryan Jack. It's like man, this guy looks like an NCAA title type guy. And then a week later, he's got to get back up for yeah. Cole Matthews, who yeah, he might be ranked. 14th, but he could, he could do this to anybody. He can wrestle a tight match like this with anybody in the weight, and then that's the Cole Matthews special, right? Sneak out a little takedown at the end. So how much is, of it is like staying at that, that level um, peaking, well, peaking one week yeah, after CKLB? Yeah. And we were saying Pitt's a really tough team coming into this season too, but don't forget they lost to Navy this yeah. year. Cole yeah. Matthews was coming into this match with three losses including one by major. Um, so Pitt's a tough team. I'm not trying to take anything away from that, but yeah. I, I was not expecting this. And it feels so much different than a month ago when Ohio State beat Virginia Tech. You're like, holy cow, man. They look, yeah. <laughs> they look awesome. To- totally agree. I mean, you look at this lineup that Ohio State put out there, and, you know, it's Isaac Wilcox losing. That's not a, you know, Gavin Hoffman we don't know. Luke Geog is has not been quite what I thought he was maybe going to be this year. Um, I was really high on him coming in, and now it feels like, all right, he's going to have a solid year. He'll be a qualifier, maybe get a match or two, but he doesn't look like a top eight or even probably a top 12 guy right now. Yeah, right now. He wasn't close with Stout. Stout's really tough, but uh, I, I think there's – this is maybe – I don't know if this is a team that can go on the run that they did last year at the end of the year because I just – I don't know what if where the major upside is apart from Jesse. I feel like he's a title contender. Buzakis, we're not writing him off, but mm-hmm. fringe All-American. Dylan is in a really tough weight class. He's wrestling really well, but we just saw there. And I think, you know, Patty, we'll see. Harchla, I don't know. I think he could place again, could not. But I think, I think there's a lot of question mark weights. And, and you know, we thought big pro- productivity from... Feldman, and he's got a ways to go to be a, a top five guy mm-hmm. right now. And he's dealing with an injury too. Dealing with an yeah. injury, and so I don't know. I don't know about this team. I think they're, you know, it could be a little overreaction for me, but I think this team is is really. If you thought they could go back to back for trophies coming into this year, and I think I I thought that was maybe possible for them. I'm I'm really kind of second guessing that. But we'll see. As as they look like a trophy team against Virginia Tech, right? They, uh, uh, that yeah. looked like an awesome freaking team. So we'll see. They've got a lot of time. They have talent, um, yeah. but they they have questions to to answer. Still, I mean, right now they are eleventh in our in our team rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and Virginia Tech is seventh. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, nothing major with Feldman. I mean, if you're dealing with a little injury, Dayton Pitzer is probably not the guy you want to be tangling with. Other duel. The most significant duel was Columbia winning a pin fest against you and I. I think that duel had five pins in total. Yeah. Columbia got four of them. At 141, Happel gets pinned in uh, one of the bigger upsets of the of the weekend, wouldn't you say, John? Oh, for sure. And he was, you know, it looked like a match that he was just going to kind of control. Got an early, um, early takedown. But I really liked his response on, on Twitter. He said, win, lose, or get pinned in a cradle. Always grateful for the opportunity to compete. So yeah, he got he was he got a takedown early in the first, and then like had head outside, uh, and Owen Kyle Owen just like sat through, locked up a cradle, rolled him over, and and pinned him on the edge of the mat. Um, yeah, and Cal Happel had a really good Vegas as well, yeah. where he beat Brock Hardy and uh, a couple other good guys. So I feel like we're, you're just not going to get a good feel on this season. Like, it's just going to be like this all year long. And some of the weights, yeah, there's 125 is just, I'm not going to rank it anymore. Yeah, you just could <laughs> yeah. do the nine weights. Yeah. Just make JD do it. JD 41 might be our headache this weekend. 41? Yeah. Yeah. 25 wasn't fun either, but at least with 25, I, everybody who keeps asking me about this, and I just say, don't, don't even try and make sense of this weight. Don't make sense of it. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to do a fan vote. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm passing. I'm testing a, a high ballot for Jet Strickenberger. Big weekend for Jet. Yeah. Took mm-hmm. out Steve O'Poolin. Fun match there for the for the Mountaineers. That was another one of the bigger upsets with him taking out Steve O. He beat Tucker Owens. Also, kind of riding the ship after losing to Oklahoma last week. Um, what else happened collegiately? I think, well, I think the biggest story was the match that didn't happen. Oh, yes. Hmm. No Dayton fix versus Ryan Crookham. Huge bummer. Dayton didn't wrestle this weekend. He didn't wrestle against OU either. And so they sent out Reese Whitcraft. Crookham won pretty dominantly over, over Reese. He yeah. continues to look really, really freaking good. Um, coach, I don't – this – Tweet sort of doesn't make sense to me, so I don't know if I want to read it. But um, I'll just read the first part where John Smith said, if they could have wrestled, they would have <laughs> on Dayton Fix and Luke Serber's availability. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, Dayton's nobody... never ducked in his career, no. so... Yeah, that's what I was... Uh, he's always made the walk, so... Which is, it's actually more concerning that yeah. he didn't wrestle, in my opinion. Um, it, it doesn't... Gives you a little pause about the next time he goes out there against really solid competition. Yeah, and Nomad kind of started the uh, conversation on Twitter where he's like, uh, Crookham and Vito are going to wrestle two more times this year. The chances that they that Vito wins one match is good. Pretty, pretty good, right? Yeah. And so does this set up a weird seeding thing at the end of the year with Dayton getting oh, the I didn't one, even think about that. Yeah. Getting the number one seed where... It's you know it's too early to think about it, but Aaron Brooks last year he was the three seed at NCAA's even though everybody had him yeah. ranked number one he was he was a three seed so it's like I don't know because of the projecting. matrix yeah the matrix so Dayton Fix's only like real test will be uh, Kai Orini uh, early early January 
So you got to think he's going to run the table. He's going to win Big 12. Um, but yeah. We'll Man, it, it, the thing that stinks about it, it's like, it'd be one thing if they just weren't scheduled to wrestle. Mm-hmm. But if you don't wrestle the match, he comes to your gym to wrestle you, you don't get there and you get the one seed, you know. Yeah. With, without doing that match, good reasons or not, which I, mm-hmm. I mean, as I said and as, you know, JD said and everyone's saying, like, Dayton's not ducking out. This guy yeah. has been chasing tough competition since, you know, I've known he existed. He's just in every tournament, always wrestling. But for for Crookham, and you know, we're kind of we're kind of hypothesizing a bad scenario before mm-hmm. we even get there. But it will be the conversation if those two split, and then Dayton runs the table without having wrestled Crookham. Uh, you yeah. know, when when they dueled him. That yeah. will be a thing. It feels like whoever wins EIWAs should be the, the one seed. I agree. And then the other two should be the two yeah. three seed. But we'll see. It's the world we live in. We don't yeah. really know. We live in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. It's just the way it goes. It, it, it does help the Matrix um, that Dayton's not currently picking up quality wins that aren't um, mm-hmm. because he's not wrestling. Right. Quality wins that aren't veto or Crookham, because that is um, a significant percentage as well of the Matrix. What do you guys make of 133? Shriver gets the nod there uh, and beats Rini, big win. Kind of, he gives up the first takedown and then runs him down, wins late. Is there, is there, do you think there's a competition there or just spelling Teske for a match? What, what, what's the, What's the read on 133 Iowa? Well, I don't know. I mean, it seems like Teske's the guy. Yeah. Right? Um, until he's not. He maybe there. Brands will always say it's still up in the air until it's not. But maybe this is a, hey, Schreiber, go see what you can do for us. And now, now it's a legit conversation. At least we're having it. Yeah. Probably wasn't happening, but now it's it's probably happening at Iowa too. Who is our best guy to send out there? I would still think it's Teske just based off of his entire career. Yeah. But hey, if Shriver goes out there, beats a top what's Rini eleventh right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um it, now now it's a conversation. And I'm sure Iowa go to Midlands. Soldier. Just Soldier? Well, nah, there's not really any solid teams at Soldier outside of Iowa that South, are really well, going to push Reaver. Well, South Dakota State sends. They've got Cardinal. <clears throat> I don't know. I think they sent backups. Or no. Last last year. They sent, um, I don't know if they sent like a mixed squad or backups. Um, you and I mm-hmm. sent backups last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wonder how much do they how much do they send both of them and say, all right, we'll fr- we're figuring it out. At the soldiers. So yeah. if they don't have a if they don't have a good tournament left on their schedule, it'll probably be figured out either in duels or internally, probably internally, mm-hmm. with a wrestle off situation. Yeah. Somebody did ask uh, Coach Brands about uh, Shriver going, and I forget like the exact quote, but he said something like, "He wanted the match. He wanted it." <laughs> so oh, I didn't know what that meant. Though. Yeah. Yeah. What but, does that mean? Can you just? declare you want the match you wanted the match yeah 
But yeah, Schreiber he actually dibs did, Schreiber did beat Brini last year, um, also. So yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I don't know. Has Teske done enough to really like cement himself as the as that, the, the that's guy? That's where I would say no. I, mm-hmm. That's why. That's what I think. That's what I think is keeping the competition alive as as much as anything is Teske hasn't cemented that spot. Right? He lost to Probably. Iowa State. Big loss there. And what could have been, you know. Mm-hmm. What could have swung the duel? What in the moment we thought it may have. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, th- I think it's I think it's live competition, but I think Schreiber's probably gonna have to go out and straight up beat him in a in a match to do it, like at Soldier Salute, mm-hmm. which would be you know that'll make that maybe one of the bigger storylines coming into that tournament. Okay. Where, where to next? Uh, it was a good response from Columbia because obviously they were, they kind of took their medicine in Carver Hawkeye and then they go and mm-hmm. beat beat you and I. Pretty impressive showing there. When we talk about biggest storylines of Soldier Salute. Could we see? Could we see the Ferrari boys? That's a question. Um, I, I think it's possible. I don't know about AJ. I don't. I mean, I don't know if that's happening right away. Mm-hmm. Or what the what the scenario is. I feel like that would be kind of fast. I feel like he'll probably make a dual debut. But Anthony, it feels like he's been more there. Mm-hmm. And that's after first semester, so assuming they get cleared by admissions or whatever, do they we can, know they can roll out? It doesn't have to be the start of second semester. Mm-hmm. Do we know if AJ's like, has he been wrestling with Iowa's team? I follow him on Instagram. I've not seen it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But he's 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 working. Yeah, he was in Iowa that. City this weekend. Yeah, the I picture he was sitting with Gabe Arnold and Ben Keeter mm-hmm. at the duel. So, you know, it seems like it's it's trending that way, and you know, we'll, we'll maybe have more of the conversation if it actually happens um, on what it could mean instead of getting into mm-hmm. too far down the line. Let's yeah. let's see him wrestle for Iowa or get in or something like that. But will be a huge storyline if if it happens. Uh, okay. Oh, also, final Iron Man thought. Just Bo Bassett. I I, I continues to be so impressed by by what he is doing, how he wrestles. David talked about it on on the broadcast. Just like the pace this guy wrestles with is just it just melts. Mm-hmm. And he's wrestling up at one thirty eight. I think we all know he's probably more of a thirty two. And he's just running through these guys. Now, 5-1 over Aob in the final was, you know, his, the only match that went the distance. But, man, he just he just packs a lot of wrestling into his matches. Mm-hmm. He's, he's fun to watch. He's going to be – I'm curious how big he gets, you know, what weight he winds up collegiately. But, I, you know, if you're looking for a, a prospect at the next level, I know he, he, he takes some losses, but, you know, I, I think over the long term, he is going to be a, a pretty undeniable recruit and someone that's going to make a huge difference for, for an entire team. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I'm not going to put him on blast, but there is a flow employee who was not in on Bassett said, oh, he, he's really good now. This was a year or two ago. No, yeah, he's he's really good now, but he's just not going to do it at the next level. He's going to peter out. He's going to get burnt out. You know, he's 
you know, because he's always posting about being up at 5 a.m. training and constantly wrestling all these matches. And I said, I don't know. Sometimes I would maybe agree with you, but Bo Bass is kind of a different cat. Um, there are no red flags for me, all for all intents and purposes. Seems like a great kid, great family. So yeah. I, I think he's he's gonna be he's gonna be good. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing too is you look at he does over these last two years he has sought out a lot of good competition. He has taken losses, and then he comes back and he looks he looks better. You know, to where he avenges the loss against Anthony Knox. Yeah. And it seems like he really like genuinely likes wrestling. Which yeah, I think is is good. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't share that perspective. I think he is going to be really good. But um, I don't like the 5 a.m. thing. No? I, I'm like, gosh, kids need sleep. I mean, maybe he goes to bed at 7 p.m. I don't know. That's what, what we got to find out. We got to find out when he goes. Because the, the science on sleep is very, it's black and white. It's not ambiguous. Like, you you need a lot of it and when you're growing. So, But I don't know the full, you know, scope of the sleeping and the, you know, Everything, but yeah, I tell you one thing: if he goes to to a college, they'll probably be like, "All right, go to bed, dude. You need to stay in bed. You need to sleep." This is not you know, this is not a very Jocko take of you for a big Jocko fan. I'm listen. I <laughs> one, I don't do. I don't get up at four thirty a.m. like him. I I actually I've tried it before when I was trying to like work out in the mornings, and I hated it so much. Really? I just can't. I just can't get a good workout in the in the morning. And I just felt off like the rest of the day. Did you go to bed early or did you go to bed late? I went I went to bed as early as I could, mm. but I'm not gonna fall asleep at you know. And then what? What's the, and then that's the other <laughs> thing. What's the difference? Okay, if I stay up till ten and get up at six, or I go to bed at eight. And get, what, what are we talking about? Is it just a, a some sort of? I don't know. That feels like a facade. Jocko, he lives it. He like is up till eleven thirty and gets up at four. Yeah, good good for him. I can't. Uh, he's you know, a freak. I'm, yeah, he's a freak. Uh, there was I'm, a Dan Gable quote out there where he talked about doing that because it gave him a mental edge. Mm -hmm. He, knew, he yeah. knew the Soviets were training at that hour, so he oh. had to be training. <laughs> Hardo, Hardo Keith Gothard says, You don't need you know, eight hours of sleep. This guy is posting about the PEDs he takes every single, every single day. Why don't you get <laughs> off that? He hardened the F up. Well, don't take, don't take your, your special medicine, Keith, and see how. How how you do without you know more sleep? Jeez, Keith. No, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but but you know, Penn State talks a lot about like the importance of getting, you know mm -hmm. what what is it nine and a quarter hours or something like that. Yeah. So I don't know. A couple more um, Iron Man thoughts for me. Just browsing through some of the results. Really good tournament um, from Gage Wright. Maybe may the biggest kind of stock up performance. Uh, he, I mean, he was a top 10 guy coming in, but he still beat Ty Ice, Colin Kelly, mm -hmm. and Tom Federici uh, en route to his title at 175. And hit, a, hit, hit a cool win Dixie in the finals for the pin, too. Dang, sweet. Okay. I'm kind of bouncing back around, but Pan Am Wrestle-Offs, you may be like, what does that mean? Okay. So we have two weights in men's freestyle where we are not qualified. Mm-hmm. For the Olympic Games, this is a problem. And so, the way you get into the Olympic Games is you have to either place top two at the at your 
continental, mm -hmm. which if we were in Europe would be Europeans. We're in Pan Ams, that's our continental. That's like with Cuba and us and Mexico, Brazil and Puerto Rico and wherever American talent can find their heritage and then end up on those teams, those countries as well. And so we need at 57 and 65, we got to place top two. Got to get to the finals. And what could have happened is you could have seen Dayton Fix, Vito Arugia, and Thomas Gilman challenge Zane Richards for the spot. All three of them declined. Dayton and Vito is not a surprise because they're in the middle of their college season. And this would require not one weigh-in, but if you make the team two extra weigh-ins before mm -hmm. trials, these guys are 33s. It just kind of didn't make sense. The big surprise that didn't surprise me, but surprised some, was Gilman not challenging. And I, I think the, for similar reasons, and, and I, it's all speculation because, you know, why would we know why? Uh, but him doing the wrestle-off at 57 and then the, tr the Pan Ams at 57 and then having to make the Olympic trials, you know, make that team, I think that was just too many extra weigh-ins, um, you know, and if Gilman's like, and I think probably all these guys are like, well, Zane can go do it, and if he doesn't go do it, I'll get the spot and I'll go qualify it in Europe. And that's probably the mentality there. Yeah. And we, there is a challenge at 65. Yanni did throw his hat in the ring. He's going to challenge Nick Lee for the 65-kilogram spot. And we'll see uh, if, if he can knock off Nick Lee, who has been a thorn in his side, won two really tight matches at Final X. And, you know, now Yanni going to try to right that wrong and go qualify the weight. But first, he's got to get by Nick Lee. Jonathan, do you know when this is happening, the wrestle-off? Yeah, and that's the other part that is important for like well why didn't Vito why didn't Dayton it is February 28th through March 1st so you think about it it's like that is a week before conference. four conferences yeah. right and so you're thinking man you got to go down and make 125 and then wrestle conferences then wrestle NCAAs and then Olympic trials is what a month later four you know three weeks later so yeah you think about what gives you the best opportunity to win an NCAA title mm -hmm. and to make the Olympic team? It's not making 125, you know, beginning of March. So, but when are the rest when Canada's processes? Because remember, Lachlan had to go do that last year. Yeah, he had to go to Canada like a week before ACCs. Yeah, and then come right back. So yeah, and the, the wrestle offs are February third. Okay, so it's yeah, making way for that, and then a month later, yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. It's not ideal. But. We are not qualified at 68 kilograms. Not to worry. Amita Lore is going down. She is, will be a prohibitive favorite to make the team there uh, for the Pan Am spot. And she's, you know, a mortal lock if she makes the weight and makes the team to, to qualify the weight. So feel confident we're going to get that weight qualified. Yeah. Now, her, that her that one is a little different situation because there's multiple people challenging so they'll have like a little mini bracket mm -hmm. with Amit, Velti, and Molinari and then the winner gets frontal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I think um excited to see Amit at yeah. at sixty eight. I feel like like you said, she's the favorite. But we haven't really seen her against that competition yet. And seventy two is kinda like a weight where it's in between the two Olympics 
it's not as it's not as competitive. Deep, just yeah. like to put it candidly, um, it's not as deep as those Olympic <coughs> weights. So you want to see her against that competition. But going back to fifty-seven sixty-five, I look at I look at fifty-seven. I, I, with the guys who are already qualified for the Olympics, I don't think it's the end of the world. Like, say we catch, um, say say Zane Richards catches RBY and RBY beats him. Like, I don't feel like it's the end of the world. It's it sucks. Um, also, I think you still favor Zane Richards just off of what he's shown. Um, but sixty five feels like the weight where it's like we really want to qualify yeah. at Pan Ams and not have to go to that world qualifier just because of how deep 65 is world worldwide um, and how close our guys are to the rest of the world. I feel like whoever wins the Olympic trials at 57, like the, they should be able to go and, and medal at the Olympics where 65 is just, it's just a deeper weight. So there's one guy, I mean, what's that? Well, we didn't medal this year at Worlds. At 57? At 57, so yeah. I, I can't say with supreme confidence anymore. Yeah, but you take take out like Aguyev's already qualified, or Russia's already qualified with Aguyev. Japan's already qualified. You said go and medal at the Olympics. Yeah, I'm talking. But it, like, still, I feel I still feel good um, with. I mean, Mitch is just one, right? Yeah. We feel like our guys are right there with with them. Um, what do you say um, for sixty five? What nations aren't qualified there? Japan's not. Um, let's see. Is India? <clears throat> uh, no. India. Did India qualify any? I don't think they qualified any weights. Um, that world. So, so yeah. you know, Bajrang, potentially, mm-hmm. you know, he could do Asians. Yeah. Um, Azerbaijan, Turkey, Georgia, India, Japan. Um, yeah, it's gonna be. Bro, there's gonna <laughs> that's be. That's insane. That sounds like. Dudes. That sounds like the world semi nations. Kazakhstan, San Marino. <laughs> San Marino. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be tough. Sixty five is gonna be a bear. Uh, that last qualifier. Um, Dang. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that'll those will be happening February third alongside. The Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference Women's Championships. Okay. At a site TBA. So somewhere in Colorado. Could be anywhere, though. Okay. It is Senior Nationals Week. I think we've got to go there. We've got to go there now. Mm-hmm. Jonathan? Yeah. Get us caught up. What are you excited about? You've been talking about 65. Why? 65 is awesome. It's so good. Uh, you look at the entries. You can look at them on flowwrestling.org. But... Uh, just just looking through some of them, you got Pantelio down at 65, which is whoa, incredible. It's got to be a terrible cut for him. He was uh, he was tweeting about it. Yeah, DeSanto, Lugo, Ironman, Andrew Alirez, uh, Bo Bartlett, Tyler Kasek, Luke Pletcher, Anthony Ashnell, uh It's yeah, Dean Heil, Aiden Valencia, Joey McKenna, Matt Kladzik, Seth Gross. I mean, 65 is just. It's just so good. I have to assume Bo Bassett's not old enough to compete here, or he would probably be entered as well. Yeah, I think you've got to be, you got to be eighteen, 18. Maybe, right? So not yet. That's a crazy one for. I think we talked about it last week, but Andrew Lirez for me is the guy I'm most excited to watch. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're looking for a new entry to the 65 pecking order, which has been Nick Lee, Yanni, Joey McKenna, kind of that that group. 
I think he's a, a guy that could enter that conversation. Yeah, we saw Aliras over the summer. Uh, I forget what tournament it was at. He won gold and he beat Haji Aliyev, um pretty bad to uh, to uh, win that tournament. That's so, a good sign. And, it, and even just watching him in freestyle, it felt like he's able to attack, finish really quickly, but his defense is also was also really good um, in that match where Haji kind of threw a couple tricks at him, got to a leg a couple different times, and he was able to defend, uh, was, didn't give up any points. So Andrew Aliris feels like a guy who could just um, yeah, kind of run away with, with this weight, but it's so deep, uh, he's going to be tested for sure. And I don't know if I've talked with any of you since this happened, but what what did you think about Spencer entering the senior nationals? JD, I already had to, you know, publicly grovel before Ben after I was very, and you, we were both very dismissive over Spencer wrestling at this tournament, and sure enough, he's entered. Um, what were your guys' thoughts when you saw Spencer throw his hat in the ring at, at this weight class? I was super surprised. You just look at you know, where he's the past, what, seven years of his career, and this is not par for the course. Um, it, But my first night reaction was shock and then happiness because it's awesome. It shows he's healthy yeah. and he wants to get matches, which is tremendous. Yeah. The, the sport is more fun and more entertaining when Spencer Lee is at full health and wrestling well. That's a fact. Which has not been the case for quite some time. Far too long. And so a potential Soriano Lee matchup can be hype. It's not going to happen. Hypo- it can't happen. No, it's not it, it may be against uh, U.S. law at this point. We've been waiting for it since 2018 for it to happen again. Yeah. Only happened one time in college. Only happened, uh, and it happened two times in high school at Super 32. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, other entries at this weight class, you got Brandon Courtney in state finals, Liam Cronin, Devin Turner's back, Luke Lillidal, mm-hmm. Soriano, of course, DeShazer, Josh Rodriguez, Cooper Flynn. Those are the, the heavy hitters. Nico uh, looks to be, if you're looking for a foil, someone that could, could uh, spoil the party, I think it's Nico for sure. Yeah. I think he absolutely could beat Soriano, and I think you watched that Spencer Lee match. On the one hand, Spencer was a, a millimeter from getting that first turn, which would have set up every turn, and then it's a first period tech. On the other hand, that exchange where, where Nico, he he was right there to to steal that match in the second period. So I'm, I think that would be a fascinating rematch, and I think Nico proved he could go with with uh, you know the best 57s mm-hmm. in, in the country. Yeah, for sure. I think for Spencer competing here. It, it makes us a lot of sense. Like, at first, you're like, oh, why? He doesn't need to, right? But if you think about it, <clears throat> he, gets, he gets another competition, and it gives, him, it gives him time to assess, like, okay, how does he feel here? And if he wants to go overseas in, in January, it gives him kind of like a month to think about it. Like, if he's not happy with how he competes and wants to compete again, then, then he can. But if he feels like, okay, no, I'm, I'm good. So it does... My mind, it does make a lot of sense, and it's like, like JD said, you feel like he's healthy, and his everything you want to see. If he was 
going to make an Olympic team, seems like he's doing. Like he's putting himself out there. He's competing a month after competed last time, um, and yeah, it's 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 great. I I love it. And he could block a he could block a qualifier. Which yeah, is pretty fun. savage move. Mm -hmm. Steal a spot there. Okay. 65. Did you mention Kasex in the mix as well? Kasex, kind of yeah. Kasex in the mix. Every uh, all the all the Penn State guys uh, registered yesterday. Which um, have we mentioned on the show? Kasex, probably the guy for Penn State yeah, now. I can't remember when it was announced. Shane yeah. Finnis out for the uh, season. We talked about it last week, and I think well, I don't know. It remains to be seen to an extent. I think. Them not using him against Hofstra shows that they're they're gonna save their five and then make an assessment based on that. They didn't want to utilize it for for Hofstra. They want to give him some you know real tests before making that decision. That's my read. I don't know that factually. That's just my assumption. That's kind of how they handled Levi mm -hmm. last year, and they made the call to pull him. And I think we'll probably see similar this year. So I don't think it'll be as definitive. And I don't think Tyler. I think Tyler will have a harder time cementing it the way Levi did. I think Levi was undeniable by that point in time. He had beaten Wawan and a bunch of other really good guys. I don't know if I don't know if that'll be the case for for Kasek year one. Mm -hmm. We could get a Kasek Bartlett match at Senior Nationals. Remember how the last Bo Bartlett versus Nittany Lion match went? That at went Senior crazy. Nationals or the U.S. Open? <laughs> it was it was Bo, and then it was Nick. Mm -hmm. That was that was bizarre. Uh, so 74 is fun. You got Joe Seeley, um, Josh Shields, Tyler Berger, Joey LaValle, Quincy Monday, who I think is my pick for sure, Alex Marinelli, Jared Jacques, Doug Zaff, Jeremiah Moody. Um, did I get them all? No, there's the whole other page. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It keeps going. Yaya Thomas. Mm -hmm. Yaya's eating. Bearclaw, Facundo. Yep. Yaya saying Yaya to the extra turkey. <laughs> Been eating up. Uh, no Brooks registered for uh, the Nittany Lion guys, which which is something. Hmm. Oh yeah, he doesn't want to cut. He doesn't need to because he's he's already qualified, right? Uh, By being in Final uh, X, he won E twenty three Worlds. Oh. Oh, yep. You're right. You're right. And no Starachi, but that's pretty obvious. Oh. He's he's not going to be making that cut down to mm -hmm. seventy four mid season. Or ever. I mean, how is this? You know, I don't <laughs> want to elaborate, but he just he's so win. big. <clears throat> he's got to win NCAAs, right? Yeah. You think mm -hmm. he's going to do it? Do I think he'll win NCAAs? You know what? Let's let's pipe in Shane Sparks. Mm -hmm. Man. I want to hear him say anyone can win. I want to get him at some point this year. Okay, that one would surprise me. That one. <laughs> okay. I want him to say that, that uh, to hypothesize uh, who could beat. Carter Storacci, who he says he doesn't like giving nicknames, and he also says, Shane, that he doesn't what like he giving nicknames, him? but he's calling Carter Storacci Storm now. Storm Storacci. And I'll say this. That's better than his last nickname I saw him give out to a Penn State wrestler. That's all I'll say. I won't re-kick that up. You can, I don't think he deleted the tweet, so if you can search back, you find it. And if you read it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but he says he doesn't like cliches and nicknames, but he uses them all plenty. Storm Storachi. That's the new nickname. 86. What do we got going on here? We got Mirasola, Mark Hall, McFadden, Wick, Lujan, Marcus Coleman, Ringer, 
uh, Mickey O'Malley, Max Dean. This is there's a lot of names in mm-hmm. here. Caffey, Owen Webster, Morgan McIntosh, Bernie Truax. This is a, a lot of tough guys here. Yeah, there's gonna be Ringer the favorite, right? Uh yeah, I think so. Ringer and probably Mark Hall, Mark top Hall. two. I mean, at every weight, maybe but heavyweight, there's gonna be a lot of really good guys that that don't qualify. It's a great group of guys. It's a great group of guys. Yeah, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean, how many how many really good guys here? aren't going to get to that top five. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, same with, same with 74, 65. You feel like the depth is just, it's going to make that last chance qualifier really something too. Yeah, that will be tough. 97, you got Colin Moore, Jacob Warner, Jay Aiello, Nate Jackson, Eric Schultz, TJ Dudley, Cole Mirasola, Tony Cassiope, yeah. Lou Dupre. There's a lot of guys. This is a quite quite a crew. Feels like Colin is the favorite here, but you never know. Slim cast. Nate, Nate Jackson. Slim tone. Slim tone. Back in action. He's gonna be he's gonna be a big guy. Down at ninety seven kilograms. So that's an exciting one, and, and one twenty five pretty pretty thin, relatively speaking. But Daniel Kirkfleet will be there. Mm-hmm. Daniel Erickson, Danimal. Demetrius Thomas, Gary Traub, Christian Lance, Dom Bradley. Hey, I got a nickname for Dom Bradley. Talking about nicknames. The Energizer Bunny, because this man just keeps going. <laughs> gong, 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 gong. Every year. Awesome. What happened? You know what? That was seemed like such a timeless marketing ploy. What happened to the bunny with the bass drum? I don't know. Bring I it back. There. <laughs> I think we just don't watch commercials anymore. That's part of it. Caleb just skips them all and reports them as inappropriate on YouTube. Those are all our commercials. So I see like one second of every every commercial. Okay. I don't even want to mention it and even put it out there, but Uh-oh. I really hope we don't see forfeits here because it's just to qualify for Olympic trials. So once you make finals, you're Man. qualified. That would be so disappointing if we saw guys forfeit in the finals. Uh, but this day and age, nothing can surprise you. But I'm hoping we see everyone wrestle. You know, there's there are seating implications for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, unless the pin system's involved, and I'm sure what feeds into that. <laughs> but um, beyond that, I do think it'll be uh, it, it'll it'll have that. So I th- I think we'll see it. You know. It was the same for Senior Nationals in 2019, J.D., and I don't recall really no, no finals in the – no forfeits in the finals. So Consolation I, semis. Yeah, maybe. A couple. No, you wouldn't want to then because you wouldn't be qualified if you forfeit in the Consolation semis. Or, excuse me, yeah, I think it's just third place. Third, fourth, two, yeah. Four, yeah, third yeah. and fourth maybe. Well, we should go back and look, but um, that's what he's doing right now, in mm-hmm. fact. Uh, okay. Want to get to some questions? Uh, or Actually, no. Before that, JD or John, what's the schedule exactly for Senior Nationals? we got a crazy week yeah. here at Flow Sports. we got everyone's in town. Tomorrow we have the, the company off-site. Wednesday we got the party, holiday party. It's going to be wild. We, we are doing the show Wednesday. That's right, Tyler. Uh, Wednesday morning we'll be doing it. Ben might be back. I mean, listen. 
this tells you everything you need to know. JD Raider, basically from the altar doing this show. Ben can't battle through a little <laughs> jet lag or he's on a plane from Australia. That's the difference. That's blue collar Iowa grit versus white I'll collar say Wisconsin. It, white collar fancy pants Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Between Ben's need for sleep and Shane Sparks' need for hair gel, it's the most unrelatable <laughs> state in the new, in the union. I'll say it right now. They don't like tough podcasting. They don't like tough podcasting. Okay. So anyway, our week's nuts, but it's going to be so fun because on Thursday we're all we're driving. We're recovered from the holiday party, mm -hmm. especially Kozak's going to need extra recovery. You should see this guy in <laughs> the holiday party. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No cameras, hopefully. Yeah. But then Thursday, it gets going. Yeah, well... Right? Thursday's credential Friday. pickup. So <laughs> Thursday's it's exciting. a big day. <laughs> big day. Friday That's gets, my favorite day of competition. Yeah, Friday gets going with Greco and uh, Women's Freestyle. Uh, and then... Half, dude, half of the women's weights. Yeah, half of the women's weights. And then the other half are Saturday with Men's Freestyle... I think, yes, men's freestyle, yes. Um, and then concludes on Sunday with the uh, place matches and finals and all that. When's so, Greco? So, so Sunday morning will be, um, like, all backside and placing matches. It's On the front mm -hmm. side, it's just the finals, just finals for the men's freestyle weights in the second half of the women's. Yeah. It'll be Sunday afternoon. So, Greco so wrestle through the semifinals on Saturday, men's freestyle. Yeah. So, Greco and women's. Friday, Saturday, men's freestyle, and then Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, someone's, uh, Michael Chiesan says, it's because we stopped playing the Don Bradley clip. That's why the Energizer Bunny went away. Mm. Tyler used to play that thing all, all the time. Ben would call you for it. You have it holstered. And Ben <laughs> would laugh so hard every time, like he saw it for the first time. It was, uh, we had, and we had both, I think, because he did it. Of course, the iconic one, Into Spay, which sounded like mm -hmm. a, a, a train accident. But then, he at some like senior nationals type of thing, but not the one in Fort Worth, he kept slamming someone else. And maybe it was the same guy. Maybe it was Yusuf Amida. I can't recall. And but then that, wasn't it highly uh, Valencia, Valencia off the mat? Yeah, Highly just loves eating <laughs> Anthony Valencia. That's why he's wrestling for Mexico now. He's like, get me as far away from Hayden Highly as possible. That guy just throws me into the bleachers every time we wrestle. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, okay. No kidding. Other uh, news, Jordan Burroughs training, has a new training partner. It's young Frank Chimizo. Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts on this, uh, this little matchup? Where did we see this? The Last internet, week, yeah. Jordan was, or actually, I saw it yesterday or two days ago. I think ago. he tweeted about it either either Saturday or Sunday, so you were busy. Right. Allegedly. Um, yeah, he said he, he put down his pride and has a new training partner. Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's great. Yeah. Someone asked who benefits the most from it. I think they both get benefit. I think it's great for Chimizo, personally. Really? Yeah, train alongside Jordan. I mean, I think that's, mm -hmm. I think Jordan probably brings a level of, uh, professionalism and rigor that maybe Frank lacks at times. Not always not always yeah. uh, in the best <laughs> shape, you know. I think if you think about like finishing your oh my you gosh. know, finishing leg attacks and stuff, which Burroughs had a hard time doing against Dake, obviously different feel. 
but the creativity and like the challenges that Chimizo presents when somebody gets in on his legs and just like mm -hmm. his hip strength and stuff, I think that's good for Jordan to yeah. like have to have to deal with that on a uh, regular basis. I think it's good. I don't think it hurts. I don't think it hurts Burroughs and like, oh, and I, now he's gonna know what you do, no. right? Like, I mean, they've wrestled each other so many times. Yeah, um, it'll be, you know, and it's it's one of those. It's one of those good problems things. If if they, if they happen to hit in the Olympics, Jordan's like, well, you know, fine, we'll deal with that when you get there. Mm -hmm. But right now, I'm on the outside looking in and making this team. So, you know, there's no time to protect anything. So I think it's awesome. Good for Jordan. Good for Frank. And I would love to see. I mean, see Chimiso's the one kind of with a unique feel. So generally speaking, when you think about getting your hands on guys as many times as possible, it's the guy that has the maybe more standard feel that benefits more, Yeah. generally speaking. Yeah, he's got the weirder hips for sure. So I just want to know if we see Jordan start dancing on TikTok now. <laughs> that would be something. I don't think so. Uh, other question. I don't even know what this means, uh, but Sammy brooks Mullet wants to know if Runza catered your wedding. I don't know what that means, though, J.D. Runza is a fast food chain. Um, in the state of Nebraska. <laughs> well, no, they did not. It was delicious food. No. Yeah, Runza's pretty good. Oh, uh, really? I didn't see a like single Runza. There are I'm... definitely quite a few, because they, they go absolutely, they love Runza here. You know what, if I can just drag a corporation senseless, senselessly, Scooters is like the worst coffee and breakfast place, and that's like all they have. Hate Scooters. We can fight Whoa. on it. They're everywhere in Nebraska. I was like, oh, let's yeah, give it a try. It was also fighting words for some people. Yeah, well, they, they can fight me. Just on this, though, not in an actual fight. We're a little <laughs> more civilized than that. Um, but it's hard to get a good cup of coffee in, in, in Nebraska. Uh, okay. Next questions. How shocked are you if Pat McKee wins NCAAs this year? I'm being serious. That's how open 125 is. That's from The Real Slink. I would still be pretty surprised. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he lost to Tanner Jordan already this year. I think he's still... I mean, he's gotten hot at NCAAs before. I know, but he didn't last year. I mean, I guess, but I'm not sure. I, I, I don't not, know. There's not a 0% chance, that's for sure. No, no one's beaten Jacob Camacho yet this year. <laughs> People are forgetting that. I mean, I think the rankers have forgotten it, you know. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. Guy doesn't wrestle one tournament. And uh, you get dropped. One little tournament. Yeah. One little, you know. Not even important. It's a different year this year. Nobody's safe. No one's safe. Yeah. <laughs> Not 125. I think the no, thing for no. McKee is putting a bunch of matches together mm -hmm. is going to be tough for him. There, there's so few people. I don't know. I don't know if this is. But there's so many guys that I would be surprised if they could run the gauntlet at 125. Like, I just think all of them have so many. The, Everyone's got a little vulnerability here or there, you know, that, that it's, it's going to be really tough to pick one. Maybe, do you think there's any scenario we get out of conference weekend and feel like, okay, this weight has somewhat given us a little bit of a pecking order here? Or do you think it's literally going to be like this all year? Yeah, I don't know. He's, no, so, he's just shell-shocked. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the thousand-yard stare. Gonna be like, I think it's going to be like this all year, especially because we haven't seen – we haven't seen Figueroa wrestle yet, and so mm -hmm. like going coming into the year, you thought, okay, maybe this is a guy. But it's like, no, 
he's going to get through first semester with wrestling no matches yet. Yeah. So I don't like that. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Camacho, but who knows? We'll see. Yeah. What do you think, JD? No, we're not, we're not going to know after yeah. conference weekend. Be- because maybe if Figueroa had shown up to see KLV run the gauntlet, goes through it, you're feeling good about him. Mm-hmm. But And even now, if, if Ramos runs the table, wins Big Tens, you know, goes through the Big Ten season, dual season undefeated too, you're still not feeling great about right. him yeah. because of the losses. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. As a, as a wrestling fan, I love this weight. As a ranker, I hate it. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> That's why I love it. Yeah. I don't have to do rankings anymore. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. <clears throat> Pat Hitchler says, I coached at a high school tournament. We should probably save this for Ben, but we can ask anyways. I won't remember by the time he co- gets back from freaking mm-hmm. Australia. I coached a high school tournament on Friday and Saturday. No parent problems. Coached a youth tournament on Sunday. Multiple parent problems with screaming and not listening to the refs or staff. When are we going to do something about the parents hurting the sport? It is, man, <clears throat> it, there is just some shocking things in, uh, that you see at these youth tournaments. Now that I'm in it, in it, mm-hmm. it is bad. In the, there's bad coaches. It, it is, um, it really kind of is everything that ugly youth sports um, kind of gets rep- memed. Yeah. You know, in, Stereotype. in the media. It's kind of that. It's parents that love it way more than their kids, that want it way more than their kids, that'll do anything to win. And then there's it's parents that'll berate a coach, they'll berate a ref um, with, with little hesitation. And a lot of times these parents are the coaches, or some of the times parents are the coaches, and there's just there's no there's not enough of a of a barrier to be sitting in a corner coaching a wrestler at these tournaments it's not that it's a low threshold that has to be achieved like it for for me i mean in virginia it was not that easy for me to be an assistant coach at Mm -hmm. my high school buffalo gap like it's you know you don't just get to do that and be ahead but like for these youth things like anyone can sit in the corner and there's you know it's not good. What is the solution? I don't know. I feel like it's like, is it the tournament directors or what? What is it? But yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. And 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 a lot of the the reason I think you do see it improved by the high school. One, some of these the parents and and athletes kind of weed themselves out of the sport eventually, and they don't make it to high school. Or you could look at it, you know, kind of glass half full. Is like, well, they learned that they were total psychopaths and out of control and they actually learn the sport you don't have moms screaming illegal headlock when they don't even know what a headlock is in, in wrestling and it gets a little bit better um, you know the kind of natural etiquette gets sort of passed down and, and gets a little better by by high school that's, that's my hope or thought um, but yeah I don't know what what to do about it candidly I think I think Ben had in PNL has like a a process around this. They certainly have a code of conduct for coaches' behavior. They find, sh- find the coaches. Yeah, they find the coaches. Uh, and they actually do the fines, apparently. There was actually one of the coaches got fined, which is you know kind of a cool thing. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that's good. Randy Goldsworthy, a very simple 
solution here. <laughs> he says, we need to bring air dives to youth tournaments and give parents five-minute penalties. <laughs> and yeah, we, we gave him like, no, it's like, hey, you got to burn, what's a good calorie? You know, 30 calories on the bike before you get back off. Because anyone can do five minutes on a But if you're going, if you have a, to get a certain amount of calories, then you got to either go really hard to get them off or you got to do it for a while. So I think Randy Good actually going. just solved this problem. Yeah. We just need a lot of airdines. Um, so the problem could be more financial in nature. Okay. Anything else sticking out? Anything I missed before we, uh, we depart? JD, you will not be here Wednesday. Is that right? Or you will? I will be here. Hey. I will be in, in person. In person. Sweet. And Ben claims he will be. Yeah, we'll see about that. We will see about When that. you coming back, J.D.? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon. Yep. Cool. Well, safe travels to you back home. A reminder, Wednesday show, because Thursday we're headed up to Senior Nationals in Fort Worth. Yeehaw. And then I forget what this plan is for next week. I'll tell you that on Wednesday. You know, I'm kind of living it. I'm, I'm trying to live more in the moment. Be where my feet are. That's what they say. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you to JD making the walk. Oh. We will leave you with a moment that is one of our favorites in all of wrestling. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hit it, Spay. Straight on double. Come on. All right. Here we go. You guys still here?